Hey guys, this is Alicia with Crime Squared, and today I have a special guest joining me to cover Elizabeth Batori. Episode number 26 is coming your way. Hey guys, this is Alicia with Crime Squared Podcast, and joining me today will actually be my husband, Jesse. Hello, everybody. Surprise, Katie. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Katie was actually busy with her life, and I was busy with mine all week, um, so schedules just did not align for us to record together, so I asked my husband to join me on this week's episode. I think it's actually episode 26, and I am going to be covering Elizabeth Vittori. Have you heard of her before? Never heard of her. No. Um, She is known as the Blood Countess or Countess Dracula. And my friend, well, I guess our friend. um, Can we just refer to her as the Ripper? She's the Ripper. No, because my baby sister goes as like that little nickname. Yeah, that's stupid. (laughs) Be nice. Um, Our friend David Shock messaged me on Instagram and said that we should cover this one. He messaged me a little bit of what he knew about her, and so I did my own little research, and here we are. Do you have anything you'd like to add on? Oh, yes. <laughs> I was a wise choice as a special guest, as my... I don't know if wise is the way to go on that. Calculated? No. It was more of, you're always with me when I do my research, so I might as well just have you on yeah. an episode. Well, my expertise lies within my bachelor's degree in sociology with an emphasis of criminal justice so (laughs) i'm a natural organic pick to sit in as a special (laughs) guest i think he's been waiting a long time to just mention that during one of the episodes yes katie and i talked about having um mike at some point her husband on the show and then we talked about having jesse on at some point and well I'm a detective sitting on this. Oh, jeez. Katie, you and I do a great job. Don't let my husband pull you. Okay, so when you think of Blood Countess and Countess Dracula, what do you think about? Um, I mean, Dracula, period. And what do you Countess, know about? Countess, so a female version. Okay, pretty much. Uh, do you want to guess where she's from? Uh-huh. Europe. What country is she from? Are you saying that just because you want to hear me butcher the name? <laughs> <laughs> so she was born in near Batur, I think that's how you pronounce it. A kingdom in Hungary, I think is also how you pronounce it. I'm sure <clears throat> I'll hear about this later. Um, in 1560. So this was quite some time ago. Um, her family was one of the most prominent and um, very lavish families in that area. So she obviously had an immaculate education, plenty of people at her hands and feet at any given moment. Um, Do you wanna guess how many languages she knew growing up? Uh, I'm gonna guess more than one because typically those European countries are not ignorant Americans that only know English. So I'll guess four. Close. She learned five. 
She, do you want to guess which languages she learned? Um, probably her native language that Hungarians speak. I will guess German, French, Spanish, and maybe throw English in there. She knew Hungarian. I don't, I don't know how to pronounce this word. Slovak? Slovakian, so yeah. Yeah, okay. Slovakian. And Greek, German, and Latin. Um, <clears throat> from a very young age, she also suffered from epilepsy and had violent seizures very often. Um, she had a few other health problems, but her family later on related and blamed all of the awful things she did back to all of the mental problems that she had from her seizures. Um, they said that with all of her violent seizures that she had was the reason why she was so messed up in the head. She had a lot of banging and crap, I guess. I don't so know. back to her family real quick. Oh, Are they yeah. of royalty? Yeah. Um, her parents. Hmm. <laughs> Let me see. I want to say her uncle had a title and so did her dad. <laughs> they did not run the country by any means at that point. They I don't think so. A prestigious family within the country. Yes. Or the area. Okay. Um, her father was Baron George, and I don't know my Roman numerals. V I. Six. Six. Okay. Um, of the assessed branch of the family, and then her brother Andrew had been the voivod of Transylvania, and then her mother was Baroness. Transylvania. Um, I really enjoyed doing a lot of reading on this one because so our daughter <clears throat> loves the movie Transylvania and so the entire time I was thinking about this I was like man Transylvania kind of had some really fucked up people <laughs> and she enjoyed the movie you know completely animated and not real by any means but I mean she would love Dracula in there so have yeah, you seen that Adam Sandler yeah I don't think and, I mean I don't think our daughter comprehends that, but well, yeah, he's doing the best thing he does is just voice acting. <laughs> I do love that. Like the goat. You never heard that CD where he plays the goat? Jeez, mm -mm. oh, cheese and rice. I feel like you told me that a lot. Um. Anywho, um, her mother, also Elizabeth, was a niece of Hungarian noble Stephen Batory. Um, he was the king of Poland and the Grand Duke of Lithuania. Lithuania. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hate English. every language. <laughs> and then back to this whole royalty thing. You know that we come from royalty. Oh, my God. Because I am the first and <laughs> the last baronet of Sir Parker John's manor knighted in England. We have a castle. It's probably like a wall, maybe a couple bricks at this point. I have a picture. So my mother-in-law, Jody. Let me pull up the email. I'll read it to you. Started to get really into doing like family research history, I guess. Yeah. Like ancestry and all that two years ago, maybe. And she actually found out that there was some royalty along the lines in the Shackett family. Or was it on her half? So it was on the Smith side. 
right? Um, yes, this was on her side. So not even a shotgun. This is on the Smith side. So Jesse has been very gung ho that he is of ro- royalty standards. I don't. How do you even say that? No, I am of royalty. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. He means this with um, lots of humbleness, guys. Don't judge him already. So while he's finding that email, I will continue on. Uh, Oh, her older brother, Stephen Vittori. um, Don't know which other one he is, is. but hold on. He is the judge royal of Hungary as well. He served from 1555 to 1605. Okay. So here's an email from my mother on the royalty that I lay beneath. (laughs) Quote, unquote. Okay. The seventh great-grandfather on my mother's side, Sir John, the first and last baronet of Ravenworth Bright. Not royalty, basically the lowest level of nobility, <laughs> but he is Wikipedia-worthy. Google him, and he popped up. Common name was John Bright. He became knighted for some military accomplishments in the English army, Sir John, then got the title baronet for some work he performed in the restoration of King Charles, maybe. Ravensworth was their castle land. So, therefore, I am Sir Jesse, the first and last baronet of Ravensworth Bright. Not royalty, but the lowest level of nobility. So you don't come from royalness. You come from... Nobility, which it, it's... With knowledge comes power. <laughs> he has really enjoyed telling this story, guys. If you can't tell. <laughs> Anywho, so um, many people believe that the reason why she suffered from epilepsy and a lot of other health issues was because her parents were supposedly first cousins. <laughs> so I don't know how that type of thing works when DNA crosses like that. I don't know if epilepsy is really one of the side effects, I guess, of that. But I feel like being married to your first cousin in those times was extremely normal. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Alabama falls into that still. <laughs> still? Yeah. They're known for it. Leslie's Y'all. family, for one. Leslie's family did not do that. They're from Alabama. Yes, but they did not marry their first cousin. Okay, anyway. Not that I know of anyways. I hope not. Anywho, so unfortunately, on top of all of her mental issues and her epilepsy, she was also brought up witnessing and sometimes partaking in beating of the servants, um, other horrific abuse and torture, as well as just other awful matters. Um, she became very accustomed to it. And as she grew up, she had the tendency to laugh at those being abused and tormented, um, to the point that violence no longer bothered her. So I don't know that she was like, okay with it, but you definitely kind of just grow immune to it. Maybe. Oh yeah. Like you just kind of shut yourself out. I don't know. I think that'd be kind of fucked up, especially when your whole family is partaking in it. And it's just what you know, your condition to it. Yeah, like that's all you know. I don't really see how you would stand up to royal people. 
Well, I'm sure a lot of royalty treated their servants like dog shit. I mean, I'm not going to disagree with that, but I feel like most of the time it's like the mom and dad, like the higher ups, not absolutely the entire way down. But I mean, if a fork was mispositioned or whatever, they would get beaten and tortured. Like, I don't think that's okay. These are just common folks who are their servants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we'll get more into that later on. We did but... not treat people like that in Ravensworth, right? By the way, <laughs> that's because you guys came from nobility. <laughs> With knowledge comes power. Treat them right, and they will serve you better. I mean, I feel like that's a good way to look at everything in life. Yes, absolutely. Leadership. Words of the wise here, yo. Yeah, took a leadership class here recently. <laughs> How recently? Oh, four or five years ago. <laughs> But I have one on Monday, though. Okay. Well, maybe we can refresh in your resume there. with Putting it on the resume. <laughs> um, so, she... Okay, so skipping ahead a little ways. Not that much a ways. Um, she got engaged anywhere between the ages of, like, 10 and 14. Um, which I also think was extremely common back then. Um, she got married at 15 to... Don't come at me with mispronunciation on a lot of these names, okay? Because I have never heard of half of these. And Google was not my best friend on this stuff. Um, his name was Ferenc Nadaski, a Hungarian count. And I'm not sure. I should have looked up more on the titles. I'm not quite sure what a count is. But his family was also extremely wealthy and very high up. Um, surprise, I'm sure. Everyone is surprised with that. Their wedding, do you want to guess how long their wedding lasted? Like their celebration of it? A whole week. Uh, like almost three days. Mm. Like continuous, not like we're going to bed and continue partying. Like constant 72-hour party. That's a long freaking party. I know. I think there's a rap song about before the party, there's a hotel party and then that after party. By Pitbull? Is that what it is? Probably. So... We party just like the ancients. <laughs> oh, Lord. Okay. We, well, we're not Pitbull. I would love Mr. to party. Mr. Worldwide. I would love to party with Pitbull. <laughs> I'd, he'd be very disappointed at me falling asleep super early. <laughs> Anywho. Um, let's see. They had a couple thousand guests at their wedding. And I think it was more or less they invited a bunch of royalty and then all of the villagers from areas nearby. Um, when Ferenc was young, his mother had bought a palace um, because they all come from lots and lots of money. Um, but it was also one of the most gothic castles and it was surrounded by smaller villages. Um, she bought it for him, but obviously as he's getting older, once he got married... That palace became him, his and his wife's, Elizabeth. Um, she moved in shortly after they wed, and she was taught how to run things in their massive palace, along with um, how everyone's titles continued on. Um, <clears throat> early on in their marriage, they weren't very involved with each other because he went off to war to fight against the Ottomans, where he earned the nickname Black Knight of Hungary. Um, and while he was there, 
Um, obviously, Hungary was starting to see the side effects of the war. Um, while he continued to spoil his bride um, with all kinds of goods that he, I guess, confiscated or purchased. Acquired while well, yeah. taking over other countries. Yeah, acquired is probably a good word there. Um, so she continued to be spoiled, but their country was struggling beyond belief. Um, <clears throat> she supposedly was trying to help the community and was letting people of lower class seek shelter in their massive castle. Um, and then while she was doing so, she was also kind of trying to educate them and teach them manners and etiquette and all that kind of fun stuff. All while also being tortured and all that fun stuff. She she was being tortured, or the ser- the people she was she torturing was, the servants, like the people servants that and the ref- the refugees that yeah. she was taking in. I mean, people weren't able to find jobs or you know pay for things, provide for their families. So she was taking their families in. Obviously, in order for them to live there, they had to wait on her and her, her family. Yeah. So like indentured servant type thing. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Um, and when he returned from war, apparently they bonded over their passion for violence, um, torture and other abuse of the servants, which for the most part were usually females. And that was on both of their behalf, but the abuse does not end there. Um, he exposed her to a lot of other forms of abuse. Um, and a woman named Anna Darvolia moved in shortly after he returned from war Anna taught her to kill. So she became more interested in killing than just torturing like her family and husband had raised her and taught her. Um, so here is where the killing sprees begin. Um, unfortunately, a lot of those servants and those noble women that came in, is that how you pronounce, how you say that? Noble women? I guess. Came in, um, worked for them or whatever. Their families usually didn't really ask too much questions. I think it, they were very used to that happening. I mean, unfortunately, like that's super messed up to say, but I mean, if that's your last resort is to go be that family servant after you know that people are going MIA all the time. And there's, I'm sure, rumors that all this messed up shit is happening there. And you're still like, well, this is the only way I can continue on alive. So bye world. Um, she had asked local pastors and priests multiple times to come and perform funerals at their castle. And eventually they kind of, I don't want to say joined forces, but they all kind of started talking amongst themselves and were like, Hey, last week I went over there and performed like five or six. And I'm like, really? Cause I did like two weeks before that. And it kind of started to spiral out of control and people started noticing yeah yeah and so then when they would start asking questions she would say oh from some infectious disease quote unquote and often fatal bacterial disease from the small intestine typically contracted from an infected water supply and causing severe vomiting and diarrhea also known as cholera I'll take it. Which I've never heard of. I'm, I'm not doubting it by any means. Um, I looked it up in a couple of different places, and apparently that was, like, extremely common back in the day because um, they would reuse the same water supply and cleaning supplies yeah, type yeah. of thing to clean. I'm sure their sewage system and all that was awful. not up to um, U.S. code and regulations. 
Um, so she, let's see. One of the priests actually told her that if they looked the body over, they could easily decipher what it was that caused the death of the victim. Oh, yeah, like a massive freaking puncture wound. Yeah, and, well, they also questioned it because a couple of the victims that they had seen, she would try and cover them all up all the time, or she would already bury them, so then they just come had to come and, like, basically give them a little prayer to pass on type oh, of yeah. thing. Um, and apparently they had seen a couple of the servants that had, like, scratches on their faces or severely bruised, or you could tell that, like, their hair had been pulled out. Yeah, little meek people that were scared of their... Yeah, like, wouldn't make eye contact and just very intimidated servants, which is <clears> awful <throat> in any shape, way, or form that you look at it. But um, I, I'm pretty sure she didn't like them apples when, they, when she started being questioned about it. But um, we will dig more into that. Um... Let's see, Frank and Elizabeth had seven children all together, but two of them died as infants. So she got married at 15, but according to everything that I saw, they didn't start having kids together until 10 years after, so she was 25, which I'm kind of surprised with. I don't know how long he was at war, but it's not like they had any type of contraceptive back then. No, but it was probably a fixed marriage, right? Or it was set up. I mean, you would think so. She was only so 15. So maybe there wasn't any attraction going into it. And then when he came back, this warmongering hero, she was all into him. And she had also slayed people herself. Slayed people? Well, that's yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah. I don't know. I guess oh, you would... Oh, that's a fatal attraction. <laughs> Anywho. Um, okay, so here's another rumor that... Seven kids. Two passed. So they had five living mm -hmm. children. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> um, it was rumored that Elizabeth may have had an affair or was with someone else like right before they went um, because she became pregnant. At 14? Mm-hmm. 14 or 15. Committing was... adultery at 14 years old? Well, she got married at 15. But he went off to war right away. Mm -hmm. So no one knows if she actually got married right before, or if she got with somebody else right before and then had a baby after they married, or if she got pregnant like right she before they left. She was banging a servant. Well, actually, yeah, kind of. Um, <laughs> um, so supposedly she became pregnant, but she privately sold her baby to a trusted family that friend that her like her side of the family helped her do, like cover up and everything. Yeah. Um, but her husband found out and actually had the peasant's testicles removed and then the testicles and the peasant were fed to wild dogs. Oh, yeah. He was not playing. Castrated them. <laughs> yes. Then fed him. Fed him to the service. Dude, that's fucked up. <laughs> Even if it was before him, I mean, obviously back then it was extremely frowned upon to partake in any type of intercourse with, someone outside of even before you were married but holy shit to have your husband do this to him like that's that's pretty fucked up well yeah they didn't have wood chippers back then just had to feed them to wild <laughs> pigs and shit oh my gosh um so some of their other deceased her deceased victims also were disposed of this way sometimes they were even covered in some type of food like grease or oil honey things Burned. like that sometimes also burned um but really anything to attract other animals that way they could be eaten and disposed of faster 
Um, as awful as all of that is, I'm like super concerned with her being super sexually active before she got married. I mean, not even so much before she got married, but damn, at 14, like that's so young. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that's even still super young now. Absolutely. Well, like, hell yeah. I don't think. It's way young now. It probably was more normalized back then, though. I know, but then they said it didn't start having kids until she was in her tw- mid-20s. I don't know. I'd have to Wikipedia that. I bet she freaking had some kids she sold to help pay for the castle's utilities and shit. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Um. So, let's see. They... She was born, when did I say, 1560? They were married. What wild times this shit is. Why? Back then in the 1500s? Yeah. Wild. Oh, yeah. Just do whatever the hell you want. You got money. You got servants. Bang them. Treat them like shit. Start slaughtering people. Whatever. Get away with it? I'll be Wikipedia page in freaking 400 years. Probably. Probably. <laughs> um, so actually in 1601, or around that time frame, Ferenc actually died, her husband. Um, very early on, they had found out that he had some issues with his lower half of his body, mainly his legs, like his hips. Um, he had paralysis after a while. Um, and then he just eventually succumbed to his body just attacking itself. Oh, yeah, maybe it's MS. Lou Gehrig's disease. Oh, jeez. There could be a lot of variables there. I mean, this was in the 1600s. Yeah, the poor guy probably died like old age of 40. He probably died of like herpes or some shit too. AIDS? He, he I mean, out with a bang though. <laughs> so, So they were married a total of 29 years together. Um, do you think her awful ways stopped there? Obviously not. There's a story about her. But you don't think that's the whole story? Well, what'd you say? The Countess of Dracula? Yeah. Um, yeah. No. So she became even more sadistic. <clears throat> um, it is believed that she had tortured and murdered over 300 girls. Possibly even like up to 650. Um, all after, I shouldn't say after, but while she ran things at that castle. During her reign of terror. Yes, but I can't say really reign of terror because I think it began before he died. And I'm sure but he was, her overall lifespan was a reign of terror. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, she was brought up and maybe not killing wise when she was younger, but yeah. she definitely grew up thinking it was okay to just absolutely torture people to all lengths of torture. Yeah. Um, so her servants weren't enough to fill her new obsession. Um, so she started taking recruiting into her own hands. Um, she <clears throat> would sometimes have families sell their children to her so they could be servants and staff at the castle. Um, her staff began helping her as well. Uh, mainly Anna that we talked about earlier, a new gal, um, Ilona and Dorka. Um, and they even actually began making it a competition. Um, 
they wanted to see how like to what lengths they could take all of their torture and how much their serve like the victims could take yeah how fast they would crack and just really awful um became more of a like a fetish for them yeah it was definitely addictive fetish they definitely had a lot of pleasure from all of this fucked up shit that they did um unfortunately anna didn't really make it to the end and to be charged with anything um because she died to a stroke in early 1600 um that being said we're gonna take a break and we will be right back hey guys we're back and let's see where did i leave off see anna died early 1600 i think that's number right yeah um so i guess next um i guess i kind of want to talk about her torture room what do you think about when you talk about cases like this and they have a torture room did you even think that they had a torture room well yes really all those medieval times had tortured systems and then i've seen pictures or seen those illustrations pictures in books or whatnot of different methods of torture and so usually you think of that as like a cell in the basement multiple cells of people in there and then they put them in the little device where your head's in the middle and your Mm -hmm. arm is outside you torture them that way or the Oh, what's the what's that norm like the guillotine or something that mm. chops the head off yeah i didn't read anything about a guillotine i did see that device they're talking about where their head and their arms are mm-hmm. in it um i kind of figured that they had torture devices i just never really associated like maybe thought that it was an actual room um in this case i don't think that they had like cells per se because i don't think they really held anyone hostage it was just they were so intimidated that by the time they started getting tortured and abused this like that. This more, yes, more abuse than. Yeah, they were too terrified to leave. And half the time they, didn't even, they weren't even Different healthy enough to try and leave. Yeah, for sure. Um, so a lot of the victims were stabbed repeatedly. Um, some of them were like seamstress- seamstresses. Um, you know, whether they were kitchen help or just cleaning crew, whatever their specialty was for being a servant is what they were abused with. So some of them were abused with kitchen utensils. Some of them were abused with sewing needles. Some of them were abused with cleaning supplies. Um, a lot of them were stripped prior to being tortured. Um, there was one case where I read that, see if I remember this correctly somebody one of the gals had sewed something incorrectly like they got one stitch wrong and so she elizabeth had like stabbed this gal's finger like shoved a needle in to her finger like a long needle not even underneath i mean pretty close but from what i read it was just like literally the middle of her finger like as far down as she could and then if she if the servant would cry she'd push in more and if she would just compose herself she'd pull it out and ask her if she was going to do it again and then you know if they were cracking then they would say she would ask them or tell them I guess if if you're a whore you'll pull it out and so then she'd pull it out just to cave and like be done with it and then Anna or sorry Anna and Elizabeth actually would chop their finger off they would either chop it off or they would just yank it off with 
anything that they could find. So there, once you started to be tortured, it seemed like there was no coming back from it. I mean, how do you continue to try and sew when you're literally missing fingers or be of any help to them, you know? Yeah, that's a conundrum. So once they started to be tortured like that, it was pretty much the end for you, unfortunately. Um, at some point, Elizabeth also started participating in cannibalism. I'm sure Katie's going to enjoy this part because my first, like, seven episodes all dealt with cannibalism. Mm, yes. I'm not going to go too far into it, but Elizabeth started to partake in that, and that was part of her favorite torture was biting chunks off of their, her victims' bodies. While they're alive. Both. Dead and alive. Because she thought that this would keep her younger. Um, she also bathed in the blood of her victims if they were young, thinking it would help her slow the aging process. What did you call it earlier? Her version of Fountain of Youth. Mm-hmm. She would have this. She would kill the victims, her servants, and then have some of her other servants draw blood from them or let them bleed out in a bathtub for her, and then she would just, you know, be of all high and mighty royalness and just bathe in her victim's blood to stay as young as she could. Eek. Is there any studies into that? Oh, I'm sure. Do people care about it and really take it serious? Um, maybe some people that are really fucked up in the head. I mean, everybody has a little quirk to them, and you can't tell me with all the shit going on in this world that that has not come across somebody's mind. Yeah, we all self-medicate. <laughs> there is one that I read let me see if I can find it here quick that she let's see um, at the time and this is I found this on Wikipedia um, at the time when Vittori was suffering with all of her seizures from epilepsy they thought that a treatment was rubbing blood of a non-sufferer on the lips of whoever's having the seizures yeah. so they thought that this would help her so maybe that also was a part of why she thought it was okay to do all this fucked up shit i don't i don't know a little bit of witchcraft going on yeah um hey i just want to acknowledge way to cite your source there <laughs> um she actually ended up serving her life sentence in her own torture room because of how high and mighty her family was, they didn't want her to actually... Who comes in and raids this place and puts her under house arrest? Um, actually, it was the best friend of her former husband. Oh, so it was like a coup? What the hell is that? A coup? Yeah. Where you take over government? I hear coup and I hear a baby, like, cooing. Cooing? No. <laughs> coup is where Shout you... out, mamas. <laughs> the takeover over a government. I've never heard of that before. Is that like a common thing that people should know about? Well, it was something I learned in high school. Okay. I hope my high school teacher doesn't listen to this because maybe he would be very disappointed in me. And I love my high school teacher, so. Eek. Um, you know, from what I read, and this is probably jumping ahead a little bit, um, the best friend of her husband i don't remember what his name is <laughs> let me see if i can um 
Thurzo, I think was his name. He was actually very suspicious of Elizabeth even while Ferenc was alive. She just He just questioned a lot of how she ran things when he was alive, when he was um, off fighting war for his country. Um, I don't really think he said anything, just because obviously back in the day was even more frowned upon to question royalty like that, especially when she was the trusted one to run everything while he was gone. Um, but after he passed and all of these rumors had spread and there was some servants that had gotten away um, and then wanted to share their stories and some tried to press charges or however you want to call that, but pressing charges back then versus how it is now is not the same thing. And obviously when one or two servants here and there were complaining about the conditions where they were working was kind of like they laughed at it. So I think they had built such a case that then they were actually able to investigate it and it kind of spiraled from there. Um, but since they had, since Elizabeth had so many victims and had so many pastors and priests and everyone come and try and do proper funerals, they started to run out of room to actually bury her victims. So between shallow graves or being dug up by wild animals, they just started feeding the animals, the bodies, which we kind of talked about earlier. Um, she felt absolutely no shame in that. She thought that the faster they could get rid of the bodies, the better. So no one would question her or her accomplices. Um, no shame in your game, Elizabeth. Yeah, that's kind of fucked up. I mean, all of it's fucked up, obviously. But um, <clears throat> after a little while, when Frank first had passed, she started becoming really lonely and depressed. So this was somewhere between him passing and her trying to help her community from war and all that. She had opened up this etiquette school. I can't pronounce this word. It looks like gymnasium, but I don't think that's really how it's pronounced. Um, but it was her efforts to recruit more young servants into the castle. But it was more of trying to bring income. So like families would drop their kids off basically at this etiquette school and then they'd just be tortured to death and her parent, the parents would continue to pay for them. Um, once they started kind of questioning it, then she'd come up with all of these bogus reasons as to why they weren't there um, and why they had passed. And a lot of times she wouldn't even notify the families of why they had passed. And they would come around and say, hey, I've written her and I've tried calling in or, you know, how they called back calling in the day. In. How they called in back in the day, sending your little letterman and whoever. Oh, yes. Art thou here to call for young <laughs> Julia? Of I, is Julia like a common name back then? Oh, well, probably in England, but maybe not, <laughs> not wherever Elizabeth the Dracula is from. I think they just tried all methods of communication and were never getting a message in a bottle or a crow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or Pony you know, Express. another family selling their child to try and investigate where their child went, and then it just kept going. Know, it was a vicious cycle. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Undercover type of stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. In the early 1600s, that's exactly what they were doing. Um, so the servants were taught manners, educated, taught other languages, um, and they received training on how to maintain the household for them top to bottom. Um, 
they had, I guess Elizabeth had someone that had, was, was giving her awful advice that pushed her to do even more awful things. Um, she was hoping that the financial income would help the castle strive again, but it did not. Uh, she became more and more lonely, more depressed, and more sadistic. So even though she was bringing in all of this money, she was also spending a lot of money with more, like, wasting it, I guess, on more utensils to torture and do awful things to her servants and all of her victims. So I don't really want to, I mean, it sounds really fucked up. It's not like she was trying to break even by any means. She was just really trying to please her awful new obsession. Mm-hmm. Um, so Matthias II came in hot. So he was assigned um, by Ferenc. Um, and who is this guy? Matthias II, I think, was a judge that, like, in the end was the one that made the final decision with her sentencing. And Thurzo was Frank's BFF that we, I told you about earlier, that he was the one that was doing the one, doing the actual investigations. Mm-hmm. Um, but he ordered it to be done immediately once they had built up such a case. So I don't think they really cared so much when it was just like one or two. But then once he was like, yo, we've had like 70 girls come up in here and complain about the castle. And then all of a sudden he's like, ooh, well, he's dead now. And we've known she's kind of batshit crazy. So go investigate. And the entire time, he thought that she was guilty. Um, and I think towards the end, I read somewhere that she told him that he was going to go to hell because um, Frank was looking down on him for treating his wife like this and blah, 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 and was never apologetic, never said she felt bad. And the entire time, she was saying that it was her servants that made her do her. Her servants did it, and she was just an awful like bystander and never actually did anything herself there was no religious connotations there like god made me do it i don't think so not that i read i think it really was like she said her servants made her do it Uh, or her servants did it which is the first because usually they do say well i hear god telling me or the devil was telling me this but i don't know she was just very whomever yeah most of the time religious figures are yeah um but like i said he thought she was guilty even from Guilty of something even before Ferenc passed. So once he passed and had so many people complaining about it, he was like, well, there's no way that this is just a coincidence that this many people are coming in and complaining about it. Um, I think I told you earlier that a lot of there was a few servants that made it out alive, but they easily opened up about their experience, what they saw, what they heard, what they experienced themselves, if they were tortured at all. A lot of them had like branding marks on them, um, certain kind like, they would describe certain tools that she used to abuse them and other people. So then when they raided the, the castle, they found all of these things in the torture room. And they were like, you don't just make this shit up. Like, that's just, that's not a thing. Um, so somehow in the end, an agreement was made between Thurzo and Elizabeth's family that she would never go to trial. Um, I think I told you that earlier because of her high title. Um, so I think. Prestigious title. What? prestigious it's not the same thing as a high title it's a better way of saying high oh. and mighty guys this is probably going to be the last time i have my husband on the show <laughs> <laughs> you correct me all the time in real life so now on my podcast i'm all salty about it but well katie usually does it so it's a little different when it's one of your best friends versus your husband <laughs> i am your best friend you are but not at this moment you're my husband and our special guest 
Okay. Anywho. Um, so over 300 people ended up actually testifying against her in court. Um, even her um, accomplices had come clean. They owned up to the fucked up shit that they did and also said all of the things that they pushed her to do or saw her do or things that she had volunteered to do and whatnot. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Everyone else that was involved got like to do all of these awful things. They were served with death sentences. Um, obviously, a couple of them died very early on just because they were all sick of some type yes, of... Yes, life ex- expectancy was not very high back then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but they were all tortured the same way that they tortured people before they were executed. Ooh, eye for an eye. Yeah, so that, that that made me really happy when I was reading that. Um, they used the methods that they... It's like um, Dorka, she was talking about... <laughs> Dorka Dorka. <laughs> she was talking about all of the fucked up things that she did. So then when she died, they did all of those same things back. That made me really, really happy. Like, could you imagine, like, even just that long needle thing into the finger, like, doing that one by one and, like, just really torturing them for all of the shit, all of the poor victims that they had? I mean, it sounds really messed up still, but I I was just very happy that they also suffered right before they died. Because a lot of times they just off themselves and that's it, you know? They don't even get executed. But no. um, they but had... to say the... the person inflicting the torture onto the torturer is any better but just when there's so much human emotion involved in that like you you've treated all these people and young women in that way hell yeah i'm gonna shove a needle down your freaking finger i think it balances out because it's not like they're walking up in there i want to kill someone today i want to torture someone it's like this is justice type of thing, yeah. you know? Well, I'm sure they knew some of these people too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And a couple of them were extremely known for their witchcraft. So I'm sure that that kind of played a little bit of a factor in there. I'm sure that some of them just didn't care. I mean, if they were coming clean and they were snitching out on Elizabeth, I'm sure that they didn't care at this point anymore. They were just ready to be done with it. Um, Elizabeth ended up dying in her sleep um, sometime in 1614. Um, originally she was buried in the cemetery with the rest of the community. Um, but sure. She died in her sleep. That's what they say. I mean, she's like Jeffrey Epstein. No, we are not even about to get into that right now. That is, (laughs) she died in her sleep. That is a story for a whole other episode. We might have to have Mike up in that episode whenever we cover that. (laughs) um anyway so the entire community was extremely uproared that somebody like that was buried among their family and friends and loved ones i mean could you imagine i would have raised one hell of a fit that would have been awful um i don't know why she was buried there to begin with because they had cash but the batori family had their own family like crypt where like their family was buried. buried. So why the hell would they bury her away from them? Yeah. I don't know, but the public was not happy. So they had her body moved, but it was rumored that a few years after that, they tried to like dig up her body. I don't know why, um, but they couldn't find any of her remains. So I'm sure 
Yeah. None. Yep. Not even bones. Correct. What about the casket? Well, it was empty. I mean, there was nothing there. Didn't even have caskets back then. I'm sure they had something. But I'm sure she was... I'm sure that there were a lot of people that wanted... So, she rose from the dead. I would not say that. Well, that's part of being Dracula and a vampire. Well... Rising from the dead. Yeah, but... I mean, I I guess I look at it more of the families of her victims just wanted yeah. a little bit of it, not to keep for like a memento piece, well, but more to the background on that is Bram Stoker took bits and pieces of her story and Vlad the Impaler mm-hmm. to write his novel in when late eighteen hundreds. Um, let me see. When was that? I did define that. Um. 1897 when he wrote yeah, so Dracula. late 1800s, took bits and pieces to write this Dracula novel. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's probably uh, some of it that he took from her story along with, with the blood. Yeah, definitely a different aspect, which I think is really cool. Mm, I don't know if I would say cool. But is it just because she's a female that she thought that bathing in her victim's blood were really... Well, everybody Keep was her seeking young. the fountain of youth. That's not just a feminine But thing. then Vlad was... What was he really after? I don't think it was the youthfulness, was it? Well, Vlad, he was just a... Just a total terrorist of, of people. I mean, hanging um, heads outside of, of his castle and or... Where they also have wars, putting heads on posts. Yeah. And we didn't dig into Vlad very much, but I know that they say that Vlad the Impaler is the original Count Dracula. Mm-hmm. They're loosely based on what he did. Yeah. Um... In Transylvania. Let me see. I'm just kind of reading up on how they were related, but it, I mean, it all kind of just basically <clears throat> sums up what you just said, too. I don't know. I guess I just think it's really interesting how he was. Why does it sound so much more fucked up on a female? It seems a lot more personal than it does on a male doing things like this and taking bits and pieces from each one, you know? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe it feels all right because Vlad was doing it not feels all right, but feels more normalized because Vlad was doing it like throughout wars and taking over other territories. Whereas she was just kind of doing it to her common folk. And she was a female that, you know, females back then were very bestowed upon as they are now females when they commit crimes that are really harsh it's more shocking when females do it yeah Yeah. period but i think i think for some reason it always comes back to like a female doing it especially when they have kids like where was your mother instinct like to me when i if if i were to come across somebody being hurt like i would want to protect them Whereas her, she's like, no, I want to kill you, and I want to be younger. Like, yeah, I want to. It's a lot more. 
personable. Whereas I'm sway people into a recruitment agency and tell them that I'll freaking train them and give them jobs. Which, and as a family of someone just trying to make ends meet and provide for your family back in those times, do you imagine just being like, oh, oh my gosh, like I could kind of afford to have my child properly trained to do this and provide for the family? Like that would be awesome. And not knowing what you're actually setting them up for. Like you're literally signing your death certificate yeah. for your kids. Like how awful is that? I don't know. That's super tough. But that is what I have for episode 26. Thank you, babe, for joining me on this one. Anytime I'll be here, um, probably um, here and then, because my expertise is bestowed upon and they need me. <laughs> yes, you, are in, you and all your nobleness. <laughs> oh, and the Ravensworth Bright Castle and regime did not partake in any type of torture. <laughs> nor treating servants in a bad way at all we treated all that were just we were just and fair and our training of those and taking them in we really did a great job and did a great thing for our community <laughs> thank you for that yep <laughs> um also if you guys have not seen yet on our social media pages we have rebranded a little bit, so we are no longer just Crime with a little two. It is now actually Crime Squared, all spelt out. Um, we had a lot of people kind of give us some feedback on it. It was really hard to find our name when you would try and search it up on any of those platforms where our podcast is. So if you guys are able to find it any easier or if you have any other suggestions, definitely let Katie and myself know. Um, otherwise, please make sure that you catch up on our episodes so you don't miss out on any important information. Um, and make sure you give, give us a good review, and we will see you next time. Bye! Hey guys, be sure to look us up on social media. On Facebook, we are Crime2Podcast, and on Instagram, Crime Squared. Also, please subscribe and review on Apple Podcasts. We appreciate all of our listeners.